Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Leadership Talks for Emerging Leaders. Leadership Talks is a podcast hosted by Leadership Card, a leadership training organization. It's a brainchild of four individuals, Kirindeep Sandhu, Ashish Dutta, Ram Ramakrishnan, and Devesh Mon, who share a common vision to support one million emerging leaders to solve problems for self, others, and the organization. Leadership Card runs leadership programs for individual contributors and corporate clients. Our coaches have a, over a hundred years of experience and come from diverse fields such as academics, finance and operations, real estate and sales. Every week on Leadership Talks, we invite leaders from varied fields and industries to share their stories and share tips and strategies which you can apply to accelerate your personal and professional growth journey. I'm your friend, Kirindeep Sandhu, a leadership coach, and I'm here hosting today's episode along with Mr. Ram Ramakrishnan discussing building structurally strong leadership. Over to you, Ram. Thank you, Kiran. In today's uh, episode, we are privileged to have the presence of Dr. Sanat Kumar P. Rajmane, founder of Sanidhi Technologies, Inc. You all can visit his website to look at his introduction, which is quite long. I'm going to keep it short and simple, which was founded in 1993. He has PhD in structural engineering from IIT Madras. He has been in the field of structural design since 1983. Today, you see the tall structures of metro across the country, many of them he was involved in doing that structural design. That is the credit it goes to him. Recently, he was honored as eminent engineer by the Association of Consulting Engineers, Bangalore chapter. He very often frequently appears in a lot of TV interviews in, uh, in and around our country on talking about in the structural engineering. Today, we are privileged to have him here on discuss about on the leadership topic, building structurally strong leadership. Welcome, Dr. Sant Kumar Rajmani. Thank you, Ram Ram Krishnan, for your wonderful uh, introduction. Thank you. Welcome, sir. So we will first get on to stride into the our questions today. Dr. Sanat Kumar, you have been building strong structures since 1983. And I have seen every time I see them, I wonder how it all this all strong and good. Can you elaborate how one can build structurally strong leadership skills? Ram, uh, in our engineering field, it is very difficult to be there as there are many people with no tech qualifications, no training, nothing. Hence, they don't know how important is this field and how much sincerity they have to be in the field to give best output to their clients. But from my experience, I feel one can build strong leadership skills only if he has a deep knowledge about his profession and keep updating it after that, ready to share it with his colleagues and associates. This naturally puts him in the slot, I think. That's a great point. I also strongly believe in one of the moment you wanted to share some of your knowledge you need to put that extra effort start looking at that way the first gainer is you not others you gain more knowledge 
about it. What is that area, and what is that you would like to do that? You learn. You learn by sharing. Each day before I can teach, I have to become a student, right, Doctor Sanan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably the same thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Karan, would you like? To... Yes, for sure. Okay, so Doctor Sanan, thank you so much for being part of Leadership Talks. Uh, many of our viewers may or may not be engineers. But nonetheless, leadership lessons that you will be sharing with them are going to be applicable to many who are working in different kinds of industries. You have worked with both smaller-sized organizations as well as bigger-sized organizations, both within India as well as globally. So now, as a leader, does the leadership approach or the approach? Change based on the organization. Can you elaborate more on this? I don't think I need to talk more about this because the approach to every project or an assignment should remain same, whether it's a small or big. We should okay. treat every work uh, or surveys with respect. So this ends up with the best results to the client. So whether it's a bigger organization or smaller organization, we should give our best to the, all the assignments and uh, projects. So would you be able to share, especially working in a cross-cultural uh, team, for example, working with a global client, when you had to win over these uh, clients, what kind of approach did you go with? Because the style of working can be different. So did you have to bring in your adaptability? Can you share a little bit more about this? Regarding? When you're going into working with a global client, which is okay. quite different from how we have been doing our business, right? Okay. So in that global client scenario, as a third party, you have to probably be more adaptable to how the clients require you to do business. So would, yes. can you share some example where you faced any of these challenges in the adaptability or new uh, culture or new organization, which was different? And how did you navigate your way out of it? No, no. See, when your profession, your output has to be the same, whether it is an internal Indian project or outer or external project, ultimately we have to give our best design for execution. So sometimes for the partners, it may be a little more detail and their approach will be in the system way. But whereas in our Indian, Indian condition, maybe a little relaxed condition and they may not be interested in to go deep into the some details and all. But whether it is a Indian or foreign countries, our details will be the same. We provide entire details so that anybody can execute with lesser uh, difficulties and with more comfort. <coughs> That's yeah, right. that is absolutely right. Uh, here also, I can add on to him one thing, working in both global as well as the Indian organization. See, what happens is when uh, the global organization I had seen, they want into the nth of the detail, a lot of things. And in India, we say that if some hierarchical, some of the things is approved, it's all fine. But in global organization, people, even at the CEO level, I found they're getting into a lot of details into that uh, the last uh, mile of the thing that is where you, you have to prepare one other thing that is where i agree with Sanat kumar dr Sanat kumar once you are prepared 
irrespective of which project it is, your base is clear and this is what you are doing it, you are able to unfold when something is more required depending on the requirement of the people. That is the great thing. Mm -hmm. That uh, takes me to the next question. Mm -hmm. And I know I have been interacting with you. I recall you sharing about importance of the relationship in growing your business. Mm -hmm. Can you share with audience on how they can build relationship which can be leveraged to grow business? Yeah. Ram Ramkrishnan, uh, Ms. Kiran also. See, building relationship, relationships is more important in a business like ours, wherein we can't give our ads in the papers or TVs and all. But the relationship with the business or uh, building the business is only by uh, way I can tell you, you have to give your best service to mm -hmm. your assignments, not to the client. Mm -hmm. the work or what job you get no to that you have to give your best surveys which in turn satisfies the client indirectly and this mm -hmm. makes him to come back to you whenever he requires your service again and further once he has your experience then he will definitely share your name with his friends contacts wherever he comes to know that they need your services definitely he will give your he will connect you and further that you should always keep updating your knowledge about your service, about your so that uh, what happens is after updating yourself and you have to update your achievements or whatever the special works you do with your clients so that they will come to know that how much you have improved in your business and what are your capabilities have uh, updated so that they will also come to know. And uh, when they are going to share with others, they will tell that this person has improved him, improved himself in the business, so you can take his better service now, currently. So these are the things which will help in improving your uh, business. And I never get you. into legal uh, fight with your clients and all. Because mm -hmm. since you are doing sincerely your work, you need not go into the legal fight unless it is going to affect your profession. Mm -hmm. Because having a good relation with the client is more important because one or the other day it will come back. He will come back to you to take your service. I know you have shared the story, I listened some time now, the, based on the good work done by you in some place, people have recommended to another place, uh, like that people who changed it also, uh, wherever they go there, they have taken it and wanted to do that. That is where ultimately you deliver to your 100% what exactly is required is number one. Then uh, building that relationship. Another thing also I remember you saying definitely if there is a small or big work, it doesn't matter. It's a work because they don't have an expertise. That is the reason they are asking you to help and do that. So that is where you're doing it. You said you built that relationship. Would you like to elaborate on that a little bit? Uh, this is what, see, for example, Mm. Uh, even if it is a small uh, watchman's shed, I don't mind taking it up because that leads to the big projects. Because if there is a big project behind that, if you give, give a good service to your client, then we'll think that uh, he is capable of doing the other jobs also, bigger jobs also. So concentrate on giving your best to the project. That will take you to the next level. This is what uh, I have my experience. 
for example, I think I remember once I had told uh, there was an issue. In fact, I was not involved in that. So somebody came to me saying that, uh, sir, uh, uh, somebody has taken away about seven feet of my land. Can you sort it out? Though I was not in the urban planning uh, engineer, I don't know anything about that. Then what I said, yes, let me see and study. So I went deep into that study and I said, understood that the extra road with the uh, land, what the other client had taken out, it was not actually because he was thinking that drains, side drains are not in the road width dimension. But I came to know that it includes that drains also in the road width. So, but I cannot just tell that, no. So I went uh, to the commissioner of that uh, area, that uh, Urban Development Authority commissioner, saying that this is a requirement, sir, can you sort it out? So seeing at my letter, then he said, Are you are a certificated person, you are leaning here, why don't you take up a small uh, layout making work? So instead of solving that problem, he gave me another work. That's an issue. He's, he said that uh, road width includes the drain, but he gave me another one. Mm -hmm. So from there, my journey started in the urban planning also. Mm -hmm. Though I was not, not an urban planning engineer, but I, mm -hmm. I could do that work. From this small layout, seeing at my work, he gave me do this RDP, that is a comprehensive development plan of the entire city, where the small layout was only 16 acres, but the uh, development of this one, of the comprehensive development of the city is about 9,000 hectares. I could do that also. Like that, so small works or big works, if you add, do your best service, definitely it will fetch you the bigger progress and uh, nice projects. Great. Very nice example that you have. How a small work, many times people look at the bigger opportunities and they don't realize that if you start small and take up that small opportunity, which may not seem too big, can lead to so many more opportunities. So this is a very valuable lesson that you shared with our listeners over here. I would also like you to just slightly elaborate that what kind of networks that people should go into to, to um, you know, reach out to more and more people? Like when you said that you should be, uh, when you're saying your friends will suggest you, uh, suggest your name and then they will come and reach out to you. Referrals can be used for you. How do you share with your clients about the work? How do you reach out to these clients that you are continuously doing these things? Because you can't, I mean, is it through email system? Is it through your websites? How are you reaching your clients? What I do is once I give my service to the client, I'll in touch with him. Not like giving, uh, sending good morning, good afternoon messages like that. Mm. Whenever I do a better job, a different job, an important job, I will share those uh, details of that project with my clients. So that, so whenever they see my messages, because it's not regular message. Suddenly when they come to see my, they come across my presses, they'll go deep into that, understand what kind of new work I have done. What ah. is my... Uh, so this is the way I keep updating them, my uh, works and uh, latest uh, achievements and all. So it keeps them updating about my capabilities and my improvements in my profession. So this is how uh, it, I keep in touch with my clients. 
that's an excellent example that you have shared on how that sometimes over bombardment of messages can actually result in you know us breaking from that relationship because you get over bombarded but what you've done is you have strategically and structurally positioned how you want to reach your clients by only reaching them so that they know that it is something important that you are trying to reach very well put thank you so much dr sanand yes over to you ram yeah so one of another next question is as a leader how you ensure that your teams are structurally managing delivering on the different needs and expectations of your clients ram what i do is whenever there is a project i keep track of it once i give that work to our uh, uh, associates or our uh, engineers i'll keep track of it what they have done and before going deep into that project i will tell them what is important in this and what is not important and once they start the working i will tell them this what is to be delivered first so that the client will can client can go ahead with his work and meanwhile we have enough time to go deep into the other details work so that we can prepare them uh, comfortably and deliver them to the client so this makes uh, our this thing very comfortable so uh, when we approach a project i'll keep tracking right from the planning to the delivery and guide our engineers how to go about that that's great i think uh, keep tracking and guiding and delivering when it is required that is what as a leaders role always when there is a roadblock help them to clear and move ahead kind of a thing i was just thinking over here ram it uh, dr sananta also talked about the fact that in their field there are many people with no technical qualifications and training right but still work gets done so here a lot of the uh, so as a leader one is obviously keeping track of the the progress of it but how do you ensure that the momentum remains because there are also very stressful situations that they are undergoing and they have to be constantly working towards the deliverables so here how do you or as the leadership team continuously inspire the team to deliver on time with what needs to be done Dr. Sananta, would you like to elaborate or maybe share an example from where your team was in a high stressful situation? Challenges probably came, and how you were able to navigate your way out of it. No, immediately I may not be able to give an example, but what I do is, whenever there is an issue, and whenever mm -hmm. our uh, engineers are under stress, I will try to find out something error from the client side or. not error i should say any input if it is not sufficiently provided mm. so that it is holding our work i will mm. try to find what are the reasons that are making our into our engineer stressful so i mm. find out those reasons and try to sort it out if it is from the client sides for example if some data is required from the client side i will follow up with the client and tell them unless you provide these data our work will not proceed so like that i will follow up and try to sort it out so that our engineers sometimes they may not be able to talk to the client directly because of the levels so mm. that you know generally 
you if you are there if you are the leader you can talk to him. but juniors they have to go through the some uh, leaders or some seniors mm. they have to tell the seniors to talk to the other side like that so i will try to sort out those issues so that our engineers will be comfortably work so, so but this brings me to the next very important question that if they are not able to talk to the client that i understand but what how have you created that culture of open communication where your engineers at the lower level feel comfortable to share their problems with you so how have you ma made them feel that it's okay they can trust you to share your problems what is the system that you've created what i do is always i will be always patiently here to my both clients as well as my engineers so try mm. to understand what they are trying to express mm. points so i go down and i will study those points also whether it is right or wrong which one i have to consider from there i will take a call mm. then i will guide our engineers how to proceed then wherever there is an issue wherever there is an argument i will listen to them try to understand what they are talking about why they are talking about and whether it is right or wrong so i will listen to them try to understand study it then i will take a call and guide them you know if it is correct i will yes you are right go ahead so sometimes it will encourage them also if they are mm. and uh, our approach is not correct and uh, the juniors uh, suggestion is correct then i will appreciate it then will ask me to go ahead so mm. this will also help him encourages him to put more effort into the assignments like that mm -hmm. and uh, this is how i proceed in the assignments thank okay. you thank you for a lot of insights on that mm -hmm. uh, to conclude i have two requests one is if you have to share three lessons to emerging leaders from your experience what that would be and i also did not tell this to kiran you have a signature thing he is a very good singer one of the thing if you want to end this thing with the two lines of a message of singing i would like you to do that also oh, at the end of this <laughs> <laughs> thing yes <laughs> first is three lessons for emerging leader and what is that thing which you wanted to leave a message <laughs> as i explained uh, now as a leader you have to be always patient you should listen you should not get excited because if mm. you are patiently listening you will have ample of time to think mm. but if you get excited then your mm. whole mind will be not under your control so mm. my feeling is you should always be patient and cool the secondly you should always listen to the other instead of uh, giving your views first listen to them understand mm. if it is correct accept it simply and if there is something you can add it to that is better you add it to that so that it will take it further and always you should share your success with your team mm. uh, you should not say that it is success is only because of you it's, it's always it's a teamwork so whenever there is a success you should share it with your client, your uh, team if something has gone wrong you should take profit uh, of it because you are the leader mm. <laughs> you should have that both share your success with your colleague your team 
and take the responsibility of whatever has gone wrong. That's the responsibility yours. Like that, if these three points, if you follow, probably you will be a good leader, I feel. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Yeah. I think now time has come for you to oblige. Ram has said that there is a request he would like you to make. And this is for the first time even doing this on leadership talks for emerging leaders. So I think two times is uh, something that you can inspire our audience with. Ajah, Ram didn't tell me that. <laughs> to see. No, that anyway. is the one you do oh. it very impromptu. I did not have to say oh. that. Anything. <laughs> let, let me try. My uh, throat is not all right today. But anyway, there is one song always it used to inspire me. Right. Uh, that uh, uh, you should always take your step forward. You should not sit back and wait for the opportunity. Uh, uh, you should go and tap the door and open it, and a lot of opportunities will be waiting for you. Okay. So that song is very inspiring me. It's a Kannada song. It's a Kannada song. ಕೆತ್ತಲಾಗದು <laughs> ಆಗದು ಎಂದು ಕೈಲಾಗದು ಎಂದು ಕೈ ಕಟ್ಟಿ ಕುಳಿತರೆ ಸಾಗದು ಕೆಲಸವು ಮುಂದೆ ಸಾಗದು ಕೆಲಸವು ಮುಂದೆ ವೆರಿ ಇನ್ಸ್ಪೈರಿಂಗ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಗಿವನ್ ಅ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಶೂರ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಒನ್ ವಿಲ್ ಎಂಜಾಯ್ ದಟ್ ಆರ್ಗನೈಜೇಷನ್ಸ್ಮಾಲ್ಕೋರ್ if working from your core and have the basic principles clear all uh, fundamentals are clear you will be able to deliver the highest quality products to your clients with that i would say thank you to our audience today for joining us on this leadership talks leadership talks emerging leaders will be back next week with another leader to share their thoughts and ideas with that uh, this is kiran Ram and Dr. Sananta signing off. Till we meet next week, same time, same place. Thank you. Thank you, Ram. Thank you, Kiran. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Dr. Sananta. Thank you. Okay, bye.